0: Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing Together with Anne-Marie Powell and Claire Venice. Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to our gardening programme, Growing Together. I'm Claire Venice and I'm with the lovely... Anne-Marie Powell, hello there and
1: thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had a really wonderful Christmas break. But we're somewhere special today, aren't we, Claire?
0: We are. We're not recording in your gorgeous back garden, which we normally do. We've come to... Piecesfield Community Garden, and it is
1: glorious. I can't tell you. If you've not been, you really ought to come. (laughs) Yes, well, I haven't been here before. Have you? No, I haven't and I'm really ashamed of myself because I live in Sheet and it's just right on the doorstep. You can hear the school where both of my sons went to school, Sheet Primary, Just you can hear the children playing right now. And, um, but I have watched and observed it growing over the last few years as I go for my perambulations around the county.
0: Yes, and it's not just us here. We are joined by a group of volunteers who've joined us round the campfire. It is so lovely to come here. I wasn't expecting a campfire, but it's lovely and warm. And we're joined by Sue Edberg, who is chair of the Petersfield Community Garden. Hi, Sue.
2: Hi. Happy New Year to everyone.
0: And we're also joined by Sarah Alex And Leslie, thanks for coming, everybody. Now, I'd love to hear more about the garden here. How long has the community garden been here?
2: We started in about 2013, so seven years, coming up eight years now.
0: And what did it look like when you first came here?
2: This was an old turf field, and it was just barren sort of soil with a scraping of grass on it, and all the um, topsoil had been removed with the turfing. So it was a sort of wild, grassy sort of
1: landscape. The thing is though how did you get a hold of the land so because if it wasn't the turf because there was a turf farm wasn't there yeah. around here so it was a part of that and they sort of stopped trading didn't they at that same sort of time so how did it come about that you found this plot? Well we had been looking somewhere to have a community garden and at the
2: time it wasn't in thing and we asked the councils and they didn't have anywhere really suitable and at the same time the councils had a very long waiting list at Sheet and Tilmore and David Petchy thought he would write in the local paper about need to do something about this waiting list and and, um, Alison Lubbock saw this and the Lubbock's are part of the Adhurst estate and so she um, suggested to their family that they could look at leasing the site to create more allotments and the allotment group approached us saying do you want to join in and we said yes we do and so the allotment Association rents two fields this field and a field behind the hedge there and it's just taken off and
1: it's a very social group of allotments led by Steve Amos it's wonderful so you said that you're a group of people I mean a group of people who? I mean, how did you come together as, as the Peaceful Community Garden, even before Alison Lubbock? kindly suggested that you take on some of this land. Well, years before that we were part of Greening Petersfield, so the community garden was an umbrella group of that. What was the need? You know, what was the need in you to kind of start creating or thinking about a special place where people come together to enjoy, well, I'm presuming the outdoors, growing, being together, plants, flowers, all of that magic that we take for granted. So how did that happen? So from from Greening Petersfield was it what was the thing that you thought that the community garden could really gift to people what people could get out of it
2: well in the greening pizza we were a group of diverse people and I was very interested in local food and Other people had already read about community gardens elsewhere and I was really curious to know how they could work because it didn't quite make sense that a group of people could come to some agreement about how to make a garden and so it was really just me being really nosy and curious and I just got the bug and got involved and I just love it and I've met so many lovely people and learnt so much from each other and it was the idea of learning from each other and working together and it being open for all and we visited other community gardens Um, before we set this up and they advised us don't have any paying membership it makes it complicated so we've always kept it free and people are free to just come in once a year twice a week just come to events or just be regular gardeners it's whatever suits the person.
0: Now it's obviously grown over the years since you started how many volunteers do you have that come here?
2: We have had a lot of people coming during Covid and I'd say we well we have two regular sessions a Wednesday and a Saturday and maybe we get four to five sometimes if we're doing something special we'll have 10, 15.
0: I'm going to go around and visit a few others of you now Sarah, how long have you been a member of the Petersfield Community Garden?
3: So during Covid my job slowed down and I've always been really really into gardening and I volunteer at the Physic Garden in Petersfield and have done that for a few years now and I've got a history in fundraising community engagement projects. I've always been really interesting community garden and in about May when everyone else was sort of sitting around twiddling their thumbs a little bit I thought now's the perfect opportunity to come up and sort of apply some of those skills to the garden to encourage people that it's here to get more people up here to help people understand more about growing local food what a community can be like outside it felt like a safe environment when everyone else was inside it was it's a very big space so it was very easy for us to remain quite far away from each other and yet, still be doing things in the community, and I think it's it's a really important part of having a space like this is to bring people into it. Whether they need some support, they want to come and sit and listen to, they want to come and watch the trains, they want to come and read, they can come and garden. It's a really lovely space, and it's perfect for little people. Like, can come and wave at the trains. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Talking about lockdown, did you notice an increase of people coming here or an interest in the community to come and create and be a part of something different?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think lots of people noticed that seeds sold out very quickly when lockdown hit and it sort of became quite apparent that everyone went back to basics. They went and baked bread and they went and bought seeds and that was really magical. So all of these people that didn't have the time or they were busy commuting suddenly found their time and the weather, if if we remember, was absolutely absolutely beautiful um, so there was this amazing combination of people having the time to be able to embrace growing so applying that into a, a community aspect where people can come and share ideas and knowledge and experience it just yeah we set up a, an instagram page and people just you know just following and following and following were wanted to come and walk past they were doing their hourly walks via the community guards come see the lupins, and it was just really lovely to sort of have this space where people felt safe and welcome so I just wonder, most of the people that come,
1: do they have gardens or not? I live on a block of flats, so
4: I have a tiny amount of garden. The previous house I was renting had a huge amount of garden, and my landlord encouraged me to do pots or stuff, um, which I have, still outside the flat, but I don't have access as such to a garden. If I go to my parents, then yes, I do, but that's their garden, That that's what they've decided to plant and everything.
1: This garden must really feel like it's yours really it's part of you so and you can get your hands in the soil and we there are microbial bacteria in that soil that just makes you feel better and my god I'm so with you during lockdown just being able to just get your hands into the earth and get outside and just grow stuff it it is growing hope Mm. isn't it and if you're container gardening in your flat this is a very different experience isn't it both very special I'm sure but this view you know magical and to get that community spirit going all the way through lockdown as well what a wonderful thing to share plants and people Mm -hmm. in this very gorgeous even in January space I think And also in the summer
4: when we were harvesting, we used to lay the products in front of our huts and we literally would make piles like, do you want this, do you want that? Same our leeks and everything over Christmas and other things, we would put it out. And knowing that that food is grown by us and that's really impressive and knowing that I can cook with stuff that I know exactly where it came from where it grew from and it has I'm not a fantastic cook but it has improved my cooking because it's made me make the bread or do things like that
1: yeah just absolutely gorgeous as you say I mean it is magic isn't it I think it really is magic you get a seed it grows into seedling that then becomes this wonderful something that you can give to somebody and it can feed them you know not just it like physically but emotionally as well I think I mean I've been very lucky to be involved in horticulture for pretty much all my adult life but it still gives me that special sparkle inside and and you're giving that to all the people that visit here. I didn't know actually quite how wonderful this place would be really, I had no idea for so many reasons. Unfortunately I went off sick and garden
4: has definitely given me a sense of purpose to come out i don't like sitting around a lot so this has given me more purpose to go out and do and i am going back to work it's made me look at my work balance of life i am having wednesdays off and look at maybe working more of a part-time basis so lots of people might have say that through covid it's made them look at life very differently
0: that is interesting that's something i was going to ask you actually here with what happened last year with covid and now looking forward to 2021 and you know how people are going to live their lives has it changed their lives so much that if they got into gardening during lockdown and enjoyed what they did during lockdown as a result of gardening for whatever reason whether it be physical or mental emotional any personally for me it's everything do you think people are going to continue to do that are you hoping that more people will continue to come to this garden as a result of what they discovered from lockdown
5: Um, I had a stroke and tumour on my heart open surgery and I met uh, Sue in the garden, a volunteer and um, I I enjoyed the garden. It's uh, helped me uh, to talk to someone in the garden. I have um, aphasia and a language problem.
0: So were you new to the garden then? Were you new Uh, last year?
5: May last year. Yeah,
0: yeah. And how, how has it been? How have you found it?
5: Yeah, good. You know, I'm uh, um, talking to. I, I need to um, talk to everyone. You know, I'm uh, um, learning to speak again.
0: It's really good to hear. <laughs> it's yeah.
1: amazing. Yeah.
5: It's
1: amazing to
5: hear. Five years ago, I had I had uh, no speech. I'm uh, my speech is getting better, and uh, I have um, the garden is good for
0: uh, meeting people. And uh, what made you come to this garden? I
5: like gardening. My uh, my um, house is uh, uh, had a garden,
1: and um.
0: it appealed to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. see that. I can see the appeal. I think
1: yeah. that's true. I think it's really interesting, though, because people, when you think about gardens, you think about plants, but actually, gardens are about people too. Yeah. You know, without people there wouldn't be any plants and this kind of community project you're not gardening alone and it's wonderful to be able to share because gardens are about emotional support physical support and well-being and just the sharing is naturally helping you along with your progression with your speech and all sorts of things and i think people would you agree they don't kind of think about gardens being really holistic they help every part of a person don't they i think
0: it's a uh, uh, good for my speech and uh, and your spirit yeah. <laughs> i will say and a friend being with a friendly bunch of people there's yeah. no it can't get much better than that so in the garden in january i mean there's not a huge amount you can do but i know in january you usually have a special oh, event
2: we do yes. we go wassailing and it's great fun and Peace Community Choir have been coming the last six years and Aww. they've built up a repertoire of wastling songs and this year we were really hoping to hold it because one of our friends of the Garden she um, is with Alton Morris and she thought they would come and dress up and also add to the whole thing. We have a fire, we sing songs and if you're very lucky Amanda will make her mulled cider and if someone's made cake, you get cake too. But it's just a really short, it's cold in January and you really only want to be out for like an hour at a time and we just do it between two and three. We do a pruning of the apple tree demonstration for anyone who wants and everyone else can just go and chat and socialise. But it's um, it's a really successful event and unfortunately we can't do it this year. Last year the sun shone, I think, for the first time and it was just glorious. So explain
0: a bit more, what's what's the background of Wassailing?
2: It's a pagan festival. It's really encouraging the bad spirits out of your trees and the good spirits in and that you get a good harvest, that sort of thing. And we
1: always get a good harvest because the choir sings so well. (laughs) i love that so describe how the garden came together to me i mean how have you sort of laid it out to please everybody we had two garden designers who took the lead and i think they
2: both did the rhs gardening training and they got us all together one very cold afternoon and we all sat around fire and they asked us what would keep you coming back and um, one little lad said well i'd like a fire and here we are sitting around the fire and somebody else wanted to grow soft fruit, somebody else wanted to grow vegetables, someone else wanted just a a wild sort of prairie garden which was the in thing at the time but is now the pollinator garden and we had offers from the allotments that they could come and rotate the whole ground for us and we said no no we wouldn't keep up with the weeding of it so they decided to have all the large structures at the top so when you're up by the sheds you look out and oh you can see the hangers today you sit and watch the hangers and when you're at the top you just get a vista of down the garden and we've always stuck to the original plan and we've always kept these wild grass areas for the insects and in high summer you hear the crickets, you see the butterflies and this summer the grass didn't grow so high because of the drought but usually it's just wafting around us and it's just beautiful, it's heaven.
1: And you need those pollinators to, you know, make everything grow and flower Mm. so it's a perfect sort of balance to have something that's just left to the wild. Yes. And the allotmenteers will thank you for them as well, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: And then one of the younger members had an idea of having a wild hedge, for creating wild food for the birds and bees. And so we um, have it, a Woodland Trust hedge that went almost all the way around. And we were going to have a forest garden down in that corner, but that actually never took off. But And we're going to plant the rest of the hedge quite soon, so it'll be before the end of January.
0: Yes, and get those bare roots in. (laughs) Now also I saw that you have been making bug hotels, or last year you made bug hotels with, with local children, is that correct?
2: Sarah had the idea of making bug hotels and we got it organised between us all, we all sourced different materials and people came and um, we had a lovely afternoon just standing around the tables making bug hotels. Most of them went home and there's just a couple left sort of oh. in
0: the hedge row there. Yeah, well Sarah, tell us more about the younger generation. Do you notice that more and more
3: younger people are coming to enjoy and take part in the garden? I think generally volunteering is really, really important for people to have multi-generational relationships in all aspects of life, and I think volunteering is really important for that. I've been involved in volunteering in all sort of areas for a long time, and and people benefit so much. Like you heard from Alex and um, Leslie, like everyone's gaining something from the garden as well as the garden gaining a spare set of hands, which is a really lovely relationship to have. And a lot of the volunteer projects that I'm involved with, there is generally. Uh, 65 plus population I generally bring down the volunteer age by about 30 years in most of my volunteer roles but that also means that I can encourage younger generations to get involved and to spare some time and what they can get out of it and you know setting up and, and speaking to people through social media you know as well as lots of other ways of doing things it, it's obviously just sort of you know attracting people that's how people find It's how Leslie and Alex both found out about the garden they saw Instagram they inquired about it they came up to the garden and we showed them around and yeah we've definitely seen a, a mix of volunteers we've got young parents bringing their little ones through which is really lovely they want to show them all the different produce so we've made signs so they can go around and see what's growing where and it's just a little destination really so yeah every age from tiny little babies up until as old as we can get (laughs) (laughs) that's good to hear (laughs) it's
1: really it's really lovely because you can bring your pets so we've got dogs here today as well so you know it's not just you have to come here and leave your life behind at home you come here and, and add to the life to your life and to everybody else's life so it's a melting pot isn't it
3: absolutely and in the summer we had a family who came and picnicked down here so one of the big things that we're going to aim for during this year is um, our community engagement so i'm really really passionate about social prescribing so the idea that and the research that has now been gathered and been analyzed that actually being outside in nature is very good for people's well being recovery depression anxiety so we have started to link up with swan surgery and big pioneers of social prescribing as well so they reckon there's gonna be over five hundred thousand social prescriptions over the next few years which is where instead of diagnosing and offering medication as the only route they want to include other options as part of recovery journeys so linking up with lots of different communities so um, mental health charities schools youth centers anything like that where people can benefit from being in a space like this then we are really really keen throughout this year to work with different community groups and sort of really really sort of move into that area to really help as many people as we can.
0: That sounds fantastic. That's amazing. That's the future of the community garden, isn't it? It's getting people together, talking to each other. I think that's something that hopefully we all learnt last year. It's important to be in contact with, with each other, even just coming here together and, and having a chat or a little bit of a dig or come and have a cup of tea while someone else is working. It's just being together and, and having that contact makes such a difference.
1: I just love what you've just said, Sarah, because for about 10, 15 years, I've been really aware of horticulture as a therapist and there are lots of you know charities that with horticulture at the heart that know the kind of therapeutic benefits of horticulture and so for me to start seeing it filtering down into even my own town I, i didn't even know that you were thinking of that so i just actually got tingles in the back of my neck when you said that it was like so exciting! I mean in London for years they've started, they've been prescribing um, horticulture for Alzheimer's, for all sorts of things to get out into into the community and into garden spaces and, and to have it happening here all down to a bunch of you wonderful volunteers, I just, I'm just really really chuffed. I mean it's, it makes me want to cry almost, yeah. I'm not even joking, yeah. it's, like, it's really, it's really cool. lovely.
2: Um, Anyone who comes here who does come with social prescribing as their route to coming here, we welcome them as one of the friends of the garden, and they become a friend of the garden.
1: So I want to go on a tour. I want to see yeah. what you've got here yeah. growing now in January. I mean, I can see your kale or Cavalo Nero. Depends yeah, how posh you are. De Niro. So yes, Cavalo <laughs> Nero. So what else have you got? You've got
0: growing some shard and give us a little tour. Look at those leeks. Look at those leeks. Mm. but you want to go home and make that leek and potato soup we keep waffling on about. Yes,
2: and we, we this year we've tried um, Japanese onions. And we've got five different sorts, why not, because we've got the space. And we've got um, garlic, we get our garlic from the Isle of Wight garlic farm. And we've also saved some of our own seed from last year's Isle of Wight garlic farm. And they're coming up too. We've got, we had a plant of parsley that we let self seed and we have parsley, the best parsley in town growing everywhere and it's wonderful and we also have corn salad that's come up, lamb's lettuce that's due to the same reason we let, because they're really pretty when they come up to flower and that's self-seeded and then um, we have a random sweet pea plant that's self-seeded where we had sweet peas growing two years ago and I'm just amazed that two years on it will self-seed and then we have lots of dormant soft fruit that we're going to be pruning soon and we have Um, Asparagus We have asparagus And I think we're going to prune that down today And lay compost over it
0: You've got some good compost bins as well over there
2: Oh Oh, yes, yeah, yeah yeah. We work quite hard at those We're turning them And last, this exciting Every year we kind of end up making a new bed And this year we made a pumpkin bed And that is that big bed down there That we've put lots of compost And this sort of wild area there Is going to be um, the pumpkin bed And that'll be the potato bed So
1: You'll be growing pineapples soon, like Gilbert White dirt did. <laughs> but yeah. sorry, used to
4: <laughs> so <laughs> During the end of last year and the beginning of this year, we created a leaf uh, compost so people can come down and drop their compost. But I know there's certain ones that can't grow in the compost.
3: We just don't take walnut and concrete. tree. I think everyone should have a compost bin. I think it should be a legal requirement for everyone to have a compost bin in their gardens. Um, but if they don't, we um, have been encouraging people to. We usually want people to just sort of pass it by us, what they're going to come and chuck in our compost bins. But we have people that look after rabbits hamsters. that come and hamsters that come and deliver their compost to us, which um, we grew aubergines in. So we've got sort of our fruity area and then, we, you know, we move the crops around. So because um, that's always very, very good. We've got Tayberries, which are the best berries got some garlics coming up. But we try lots of new things. We put, we found a, a rogue packet of um, aubergines, didn't we? And we thought, well, let's just put them in and see what happens. Far too late. Didn't read the back. Chucked them in. They were great. Yeah. We were, we were very, very, very impressed with our aubergines. Um, I certainly was. Very impressed with <laughs> so, how do you raise the funds for actually getting the
1: plants and things like that? Is it all donation, or, or how, or grants, or how, how do you get your kit? Well, w- this year we are
2: hoping we will return to our normal fundraising of having stalls. When Peterstall has festivities, we go and have a stall and we sell, ideally, garden produce, but usually we sell whatever will make a bit of money. And, um, plant sales? We have plant sales. We will probably have plant sales at the gate, so we'll post that and look out for those and last year we were very successful in getting a grant from Waitrose and also a grant from the HDC through our local councillor, councillor Drew and we've been running quite a few years now and we need to replace some of the equipment and we're getting more people so we need a few more tools and spades and, and we um, want to be more self-sufficient with water so we want to get more water butts and as we get more people they bring a new idea to the garden and we try to embrace people's ideas and we've got a pond now and yeah we just
0: develop so what's new for this year what have you got what plans are you hatching for the garden this coming year
3: I think we we definitely like to combine our fundraising efforts between grants and events up at the garden some which will be free and some which we'll charge for in order to put that in the pot you know a mixture of kiddies events we've been talking about summer events for young children but also teenagers tracking wildlife we've talked about plant sales we've been looking at maybe doing educational talks. so come down and learn about a specific part from an expert when you've got a beautiful space like this and there's a lot of opportunities to sort of bring people in it could be used for yoga classes i just wanted
4: to say that this isn't our only site We also have a site at the uh, train station. Ah, didn't know that. Whereabouts
0: at the train station?
2: Um, At the front part of it. Between (laughs) the two car parks. So if you're driving into the car park at the front of the station, the station planters are on an old bit of old grassland between driving into the... Front of the station car park and the taxi rank, and we built them with recycled wood from a Whitelands wood it was their off, off cuts uh, Whitelands woods at the bottom of Butzer, and um, they helped they've helped us a lot and they've supplied the wood chip
1: for the base of it and it's a nice sort of yellow colored wood chip it's I marvellous. wondered who'd done those I noticed that I was like who's done that it's so lovely so and it was you how wonderful made my day a bit better i tell you when i saw those so thank you
0: well it's been a real treat to come out here today and meet you all and find out more about petersfield community garden i'm so coming back again and
1: again and again throughout the year me too and I'm going to come back and nick their compost (laughs) sounds really good (laughs) well thank you so much for coming to
2: visit us and for all your listeners we would really welcome you if you just want to pop up and see what's going on here we're here on a Wednesday afternoon and a Saturday morning and we do have Instagram and Facebook page that we post things on
1: what is your
0: Instagram handle?
3: Pittsfield Community Garden at Petersfield Community Garden. <laughs> yeah.
0: Easy to find. <laughs> and if you want to learn more about Petersfield Community Garden, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions, you can contact us on petersfield five five hundred or email us at team at shineradio.uk. We look forward to talking to you again in February.
1: February, the month
0: of love, Claire. And cold. <laughs> no all love <laughs> I'll go with yours <laughs> I look forward to that then
3: <laughs> see you then Anne-Marie see you Rowing Together with Anne-Marie and Claire new every month and only from Petersfield's
4: Shine Radio